All right, all right, all right. Alrighty, um, so I definitely want to welcome everybody to this Sunday section, powerful section of Ben at Work. You know, it's been about two months now. We've been, you know, working every Sunday. Uh, apart from an occasional Sunday, we had, you know, we had them tuned in. But, you know, once in a while, to myself, it was yesterday, you know, yesterday evening, I was just, you know, sitting, you know, just sitting still and just asking myself, why exactly are we coming on live on Sundays? It was important, you know, that there was clarity in purpose, in conviction. You know, a lot of time, a lot of people do stuff without having clarity on why they do what they do. The right yeah. one had is conviction. So, you know, I, I knew exactly why I had to go on, why we had to go on and keep doing this stuff, right? And I, I did say before that um, even if it's only me, and it's never been only me, which is a grace, right? But this is definitely going to keep happening because it's important to understand that men are important. Men are important in this world. And especially in our day and time, it feels like a lot of the men are nonchalant about the things of God. It is a true worry. You know, man was the first one that was created. Adam was the first man. You know, so if you look through the strands of history, man has played a key role, not just in society, but in the church. And I'm thinking we got to make sure that our generation and now the ones to completely fall off the wagon, right? So this is why we come in and we've been sharing on different topics. Uh, we actually look at the life of a person from the Bible days and then we try to equate it to what is going on in 2020 in our present day generation. So I'm going to turn, you know, over to my brother, Chijoke. Like I always say, y'all saw the, the other half, you know, novel last week. So this is Chijoke. And in case you're not aware, right, Chijoke is dialing from Lagos, from Abuja, Nigeria. Yeah. It is 1.21 a.m. right now. I'm not sure I want to get on, on a call or Zoom by 1 a.m. and share because I'll be real tired. But he's been doing this consistently. So I'm absolutely, you know, grateful to have you. Absolutely. It's an honor. I love you so much. You. And God is doing money in your life. So feel free to just, you know, share a little bit of yourself, you know, with the people listening. And now you know the drill. If you get to share first, you get to pray, right? So go for it. <laughs> Okay, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We cannot but thank you for a message, for a kindness, for a provision, for a steadfast love. Lord, we thank you for your grace that has been upon us. From the day we were born up to this very moment, we thank you. For the good things you've been doing for us, for our families, for our lives. Despite our Lord, Lord, you've remained God unto us. You are the Almighty. You are the Creator. We thank Lord God for guiding us once again here to share from, from your table. We pray, King of glory, that may you fill us up today. May we not live here the same way we came. May we live blessed and fulfilled. And all that we need to know, grant us insights. Open the eyes of our understanding that will live here, change men and women, and will impact the world for you in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Yep. So tell us about yourself, bro. Tell us why you're excited <laughs> to be here and then what you want to share. You know, we always have the opening statements, right? So what is your yeah. opening statement? Well, first of all, tell us about yourself and an opening <laughs> statement on Timothy. What's to doubt? Okay. Um, about myself, I'm just a normal person. No, you're You're okay. <laughs> Chijuki, a servant of God. That's first four. I'm a servant of God. 
I choose I choose to share, partake in the sufferings of Jesus Christ, you know, to reach the world for Christ, to reach the world for God, to bring about reconciliation of the world to God. It's what is what my purpose here on earth. That's what I'm called to do. And by God's grace, we do this every Sunday, knowing that lives are meant to be touched, knowing that people are meant to be touched. It's a, it's a great privilege for me to be here, you know, with my brothers, share the word of God with you, get blessed, get fulfilled, and get charged for the week. Praise the Lord. So for, for, for me, Timothy was a young man, you know, got into ministry early. He was a really, really young person. Because, uh, and you can imagine as, as a young person, he was in charge of a lot of people, in charge of elders, in charge of women, in charge of younger, younger, a, a younger people. And he was being instructed by Paul on, on how to, co to continue in the path that which he has, which he has started from. So in, 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 in other words, there were people that had gone astray. And if you look at the book of Timothy, some names were, were mentioned, but Timothy was steadfast. For Paul to be able to write a letter to him from 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 a, from a prison, that Timothy was was steadfast, following God. You know, Paul told him, "Do not ignore the the gift you got from laying on of hands." That was uh, um, by the others in in um, chapter one, chapter two. He laying on of hands by me. So see that Paul Timothy was actually anointed. He was filled. With the power of God, he was filled with uh, anointing, and the grace of God was upon his life. He wielded the gifts of God in him. He had the gift of God, and this and this helped his ministry. So, so he, he he chose to remain steadfast to the faith. He chose to remain steadfast to true worship. People were changing. People were. I, I'm sure he was he was having issues with them with them. False prophets, heretics, doctrines here and there. But Paul encouraging to remain steadfast. So same thing come and, and, and goes to us as Christians. We are coming up here. Yeah, we are challenged with a lot of people. People come with different doctrines. People that were already there, probably our our elders, our uncles, and all and all that the pastors there, you know. But we know that these things may not really be true. So we are told in in in, in Timothy. You know, do not rebuke the elder, but you know, you know, you know what he says. Do not rebuke, but when um, two or three come and, and come as as as, as witnesses, there are a lot of things to do. So, as young men, we have been given, uh, we have been put in charge of a lot of things. People are meant to be fed under us. People are meant to receive from us. People are meant to be blessed from us. And just as Paul told him then. And these things that you know, make sure you you share it with people that will teach others. So we are we are not just meant to only only teach, but we should also impact people's lives so they can impact others. It doesn't end with us. It didn't it didn't end with Paul. Imagine if if there was if, if Timothy was not there, Paul um, and Paul would have, would have been in prison. Who would have handled the work? So it doesn't end with our forefathers. It doesn't end with the present pastors. It doesn't end with the ministers. It continues with us. And this charge will transfer to other people. We also train other people so that they will not live through worship. Knowing that they even call for reconciliation, bringing men back to God, bringing men back to Christ, making them understand 
that their ministry is a ministry of life forever. Forever. If 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 if, if look at the history of, of Timothy, Timothy died, he, he died in his 90s. But, 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 but this man, this young man was steadfast. You know, um, um, I, I that he was from a very young age, he received Christ. From a young, very young age, he believed. And he did not leave. He did not go to the left, he didn't go to the right. He continued following God. He continued following Christ. In the doctrines of Christ, preaching the gospel, he wasn't afraid because Paul told him that, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed. I encourage everybody here, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't be ashamed of your belief. It's what God has called you into. You know, you know, embrace it. Embrace it. Don't look, don't look out, look out for reward. Knowing that you are laboring in love. You know, you are laboring in love. Just as, as, as Christ came to give us his life with love. So should you also labor in love and trans make this make this love known to people. Make this and um, uh, make this love abound in the hearts of people. This was how Timothy was. Timothy is someone that every young person, you, you know, you, you know, um, um, sometimes it comes to me that probably the reason why I didn't do well in school was that um, um in my secondary school was you no, know, I was so playful and all that. So you know they'll tell you go to school, that and you come out and then you be you be successful, you have a good job and all that. No, that wasn't it. I was I wasn't told go to school so that you can give God the glory, so that you can give God glory through your education, you can give God glory through through this. So Timothy was brought in that line. He was brought up in the in that way, knowing that everything he does gives God the glory. So she also teach our young men and women. Imbibe that. Don't leave God. Don't do not forsake God. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Know how to handle people, especially when you are placed in the position of authority. Know how to handle the crowd. Know how to handle people. Know how to keep away from 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 the doctrines of men, from things that corrupt your soul, from things that corrupt your ears, from things that corrupt your heart. They are, you see, Timothy is a lot. Timothy is a lot. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. What a statement, right? That's awesome. I mean, I I just, you know, as you're speaking, I was just pulling parallels, you know, with men of faith that, you know, the Bible that shown us. And one person that really came out that was so similar in his story, even if he was a warrior, but was similar, you know, similitude of those stories was um Joshua. And then yeah. you know, you know, we can't talk about Joshua a couple of weeks ago. And um, you know, it really stood out because God actually told Joshua, you know, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. He said, the word that you have meditating on, that you're speaking, is going to make you prosperous, right? And he said, you know, don't stretch the left or to the right. And then in, in Timothy's case, it was Paul, right? Paul, the, the custodian of the light, you know, sharing this stuff to Timothy. And the first thing that really stood out to me about Timothy was that he was energetic, you know, he was a bearer of light. Uh, a lot of things I want to share today, um, but I'm going to try, you know, to make sure that, you know, remember that it's going to be a two-part section, and um, so we're going to cover, you know, some stuff today and some stuff next Sunday, but um, a few things stood out, so I'm just going to, you know, lay the outline, and then I'll try to see how deep I could go and some of the things, and then just definitely make sure you come in as well. Um, the first one would be his commission as a minister. Um, if I'm going to summarize his story, which is very similar to the story of, you know, Apostle Paul, is that excitement of the gospel, right? He was super excited to minister. 
um, if you see First Timothy chapter 1 from verse 13, I'm going to read down to verse um, 16. Um, I'm going to read as fast as I can from the TPT. It says, Mercy kissed me, even though I used to be a blasphemer, a persecutor of believers. This is Paul talking, and his corner of what turned out to be true. He said, I was ignorant and didn't know what I was doing. Now, look at 14. It says, I was flooded with such incredible grace, like a river overflowing its banks, until I was full of faith and love for Jesus, the anointed one. You know, so the one thing I'm going to say is that grace for a lot of men listening to us, because this is. This is a message for men. You know, Timothy was young, then became older. And then like Jijoke said, he lived to his right age and he was still faithful. So at whatever level you are operating, you know, in Christ, you know, being a man, you know, young men, older men, you know, middle-aged men, you could definitely level up through grace. Timothy was very conscious of the words that Paul ministered to him. The one word that actually stood out a lot of time was grace. Grace, and then guess the next word, faith. He said, I can testify, verse 15, that the word is true and deserves to be received by all. For Jesus Christ came into the world to bring sinners back to life, even me, the worst of sinner of all. It says, 16 was what really got me. Like, I was just super emotional reading this. He said, yet I was captured by grace, so that Jesus Christ could display through me the outpouring of the Spirit as a pattern for all to be seen who will believe in him for eternal life. And so, for me, the key thing about Timothy was that Timothy lived a life that was full of the Spirit of God. That's why you saw Paul say, he mentioned it twice, right? He said, don't forget the prophecies, right? Um, in the one place you're going to see that a lot was in chapter 1. In chapter 1, you know, he, he mentioned that, hey, don't forget the prophecies. And you see that in verse 18. Um, he said, so Timothy, my son, I'm entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with you the first prophecies that were spoken over your life. You know, I tell you, everybody that cares to listen, uh, prophecies are the word of God for you in the now. So God was speaking some specific word over Timothy, right? And then Paul was saying, don't forget it, don't neglect it. Some people, you know, you go and then God speaks some word or you hear some amazing words, like, you know, God says you're the head and not the tail. And then you go ahead and next day you forget it. Remember what the Bible says, right? In, in 2 Corinthians, it says, don't be like the person in chapter 3. Don't be like the person that is, you know, <laughs> you've received the word of God. Right, and then you forgot. He said, Don't forget what you heard. So he's reminding him of the prophecies because he said that these prophecies are going to help you in the present fulfillment of your great ministry. He says, Use your, he said, with this encouragement, use your prophecy as a weapon mm. to wage spiritual warfare by faith and a clean conscience. So mm. your prophecies are what you use in waging war mm. against the enemy. I remember, you know, Elvis, you know, if I my brother many weeks ago mentioned that as Christians, use your weapons. Use your weapons. A lot of times, yeah. Christians are so defensive. You're always on the defensive. Like, okay, if the devil come against me, then I'm going to get him back. You know, if, if I lose money, then I'm going to pray for money. If I get sick, I'm going to get healed. You know, like they're always on the defensive. What Apostle Paul told, you know, Timothy said, use your prophecies. Use your gifts. Use your spiritual gift as an offensive weapon. Use as a weapon. So some of the tools that you have been given. Right, we've talked about faith, we've talked about the world, talk about the Holy Spirit. Like, we just we've been sharing this thing for weeks over and over again, almost like a broken heart. But unfortunately, the word of God can never be depleted, it gets refreshed every time you hear it. Right, but Timothy was told, Do not neglect your prophecies, they use it as a weapon. So, the man was commissioned, and his commission was so true, like he was a light bearer, so he was going to go as a man. To encourage and inspire men, all the men that he was, right? Women as well. But the man had a clear understanding, he had a clear conviction of what he was doing. 
the man knew that the gospel that was given to me was given to me by grace. He said, oh, this grace that allowed me to be able to cut away from this life, this life of persecution and, you know, murder and blasphemy and all these lies and all this stuff. So if you're out here thinking, how do I stop going back to the things that God said not to do? Grace. The Bible says, come into the throne of grace and ask for mercy in times of need. Mm. Come out to the throne of mercy and ask for grace in times of need. So what you need is more grace. I mentioned here last couple of weeks that you want to have a business that is making a million dollars. You want to go to $2 million. You need more grace. The grace that you used as a young man can help you as an older person. Actually, my man of God mentioned many years, probably about 12 years ago, he said grace has expiry dates. That's why the Bible says grow in grace. Don't, don't stay on a word that was given to you years ago. Refresh it. We're going to keep reading more about how, you know, Paul told Timothy, be a diligent study or student of the word of God. Be diligent. Mm. Be diligent. Let me tell you something right now. Not just having the word of God inside of you, but also using the word. Because you could see when he said, do this and tell them this and tell them that. So the word of God was making this guy wise. Someone says that the word of God has made me more wise than the experts. Mm. The so-called experts. The so-called coronavirus experts. They said the word of God will make you wiser than all of them, right? So the word of God is able to make you wise. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? So the Bible was so clear in Timothy's life that this man had become a standard of success, right? Because of how he had used the word. One thing that stood out to me was the ministry of intercession. Intercession. The man was always interceding. You see that in, you know, in Timothy and First Timothy chapter 2. You know, he was praying for kings, for leaders. You know, he said, I'm praying for all men, for this is what God wants. He said, God wants you to be able to be praying for all men. A lot of people, I tell you, if you're a selfish Christian, you never care about nobody else. Thank God you're saved, which is the best and most important thing. But after that, you know, it's your eternal Israel. You make yeah. money just for your family. You don't care about nobody else. You don't want to care if nobody is suffering or going through stuff. See, that's not the life you've been called to lead. The Bible says very clearly in Isaiah chapter 32, it says, until right the wilderness becomes a fruitful field but it as i said and then a fruitful field becomes a forest so every tree is a forest in the mind of god every sinner from sin you're born and buried into the kingdom of god he sees you as a forest he wants you to go to produce yourself i could give you a scripture about you going to you know to to reproduce john 15 says that you are a girl of fruits and say your fruit shall last because mm. said he that doesn't bear fruit that shall color, that's the one that shall burn. So you've been commissioned. The Bible says there was a great commission in Matthew, right? Matthew chapter 6. It was a great commission. He said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So mm -hmm. don't be like Christian that like you thought, well, I'm I'm a Christian. Well, that's great. You know, that's why the ministry of the gospel for my pastors and for the leaders. Timothy did yeah. not make a mistake like that. He was praying incessantly, incessantly for all men and kings and leaders. And I'm speaking to y'all of y'all in America right now. With everything going around you, and I, and I was saying that on Saturday, and then when we had our private meeting on Friday, you know, which actually was a public meeting because it was shared on, you know, on Facebook. Um, I did say that a lot of people are cussing the president. I really don't care if you're for the side of black lives or blue lives or white lives. But if you, <laughs> cost, if you cost the land that you live in, listen mm -hmm. to me. If you cost the land that you live in, curses are coming back. Or whatever you sow, you shall reap. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you sow curses, you shall reap curses. Yeah. Righteousness exhausts the land and says the people to any nation. And the Bible says that curses should not be found in your mouth. So mm -hmm. as a Christian, 
are you meditating for the peace of the nation when you leave? Mm. I mean, the man is still legally the president. I mean, if he loses, then that's something else. But Martin, is you have to be a custodian of the gospel. The gospel mm. is good news. The word of God is truth. Truth is reality. Reality is the word of God. Everyone that comes from the heart, mouth of God is reality. So for me, it was important that Timothy was aware of his call, of his class. You see, it's a different class. You could be, a, you could decide to be a baby in Christ, the Nepios, or you could decide to be a heels. The heels station, those are in place as sons. The mature sons of God are handled things. I, I gave an analogy many months ago. I said, which of you parents listening to me right now, you have two kids, right? Two teenagers. One teenager is always asking for money to go party. I'm going to go to Ibiza. I'm going to go to Miami. I want to go buy like the latest journals, right? All that good stuff. And then the other son is saying, Father, how do I increase your wealth? I want to learn how to make your empire greater. Very similar to the lives of the prodigal son and his elder brother. Now, unlike the elder brother, now this guy is conscious of what he owns. Now, when the father is about to equate or to give out the, the, the wealth, he's going to shed into two. But when he wants to give out the money of growing that wealth, there's a different level of, you know, trust that's going to be given to the one that was always growing. So he's going to trust you. So the question is, can God trust you in these last days, in these last hours? And God trusts you to be able to intercede for people. Remember when he told Ezekiel, he said, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 32. He said, Ezekiel, I've made you a watchman over Israel. Right? Ezekiel, you asked him to go prophesy. No, I mean, you see it in 13, in chapter 2, in chapter 17. Right? It's all over Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a watchman. Ezekiel was supposed to stand in the gap. Ezekiel was supposed to be selfless. Noah had the same anointing. Noah found grief and said, go and tell these guys to come into the boat. The man was and they were laughing at the man, but he didn't care. So in the same vein, Timothy was very conscious, very aware of his call. So I'm going to, you know, give the last one. And I'll talk about your children, okay? And then the last one was, you know, in chapter 3, right? So you got chapter 3. You know, the one thing I was talking about is men have to lead their families. There's a lot of men that, I mean, Let's not get into that. Like, they just do not hold it down. He says, as men, you got to hold it down. You have to have wisdom, discernment. You have to lead your family in truth. And in, in, you have to be an example. He said, everything that is praiseworthy about your life should be evident for all to see. Right? And then he said, wisdom is important. So wisdom is important as a man. You need wisdom. If you're not praying to God for wisdom, and thankfully, a man of God declared this month, said that a month of wisdom. So every man, you need wisdom in your life. You know, some people work in foolishness. Like, you'd be like, how in the world will you do that? Like, you just say something like, how in the, like, this is just pointless. But the Bible says that the word of God is a lamp unto your feet and enlightens your path. So the word mm -hmm. of God is able to direct you, to make you wise. So important. Mm -hmm. So Timothy was operating in wisdom. Even at the young age, he was operating in wisdom. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the other thing I saw, you know, that Timothy really showed me was so important. He said, Timothy was a defender of the church. You know, he spoke about the church in the best way possible. Some people, when you hear some rumor about the church, I remember when the COVID stuff started and, you know, they had asked churches to close. Some people were actually mocking churches that are staying open. Christians. Christians. If you want to be a man after God's heart, you can't do that. Mm. You be conscious of your anointing. You got to be conscious of your anointing. The Bible says that God, you know, in the totality of Jesus, he put the whole body, the whole, like the whole divinity, right? And he made him head over the church, and we are the body. So technically, you know, so when you despise the church, or laugh at the church, you say something like, this is spiritual, you know, realities, right? And this is something that Timothy got at an early age, and he didn't refrain from the truth. 
So you have to defend the church. When you hear people saying sort of, I, I'm not saying go fight or whatever, you know, be something like, you know, Christian, Jesus, you know, Jesus, whatever. But, but don't ever let somebody get caught up in trying to make you see things from a worldly point of view. Mm-hmm. Your wisdom entails that you understand that you are the body of Christ. You are the church. Everywhere you are for the church. I, I know I know you're in your spirit, so I'm about to. You know, but the last I'm gonna read, which is so touching, almost almost it was so perfectly placed out of context and context, absolutely and beautifully, um, was in chapter three, the last you know, chapter. And I'm gonna read it from the, the TPT verse 16. So first Timothy 3 verse 16, it says, For the mystery of righteousness is truly amazing. He said he was revealed. He right there is the word of God. So what I want to say right now is the, what we've received is is divine, you know. Yeah. I mean, the righteousness that we have, because he said he has made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he tells us about the life. So he was saying, Timothy, this is what you've been commissioned to do. This is the life that you have now. He said that the word of God, the mystery of righteousness, is really amazing. He said he was revealed as a human being, which is the word. Because the Bible says in the book of um, you know, John one verse, so I said the word was made flesh and dwelt yeah. among us, right? He says, and as great our high, high priest in the spirit, he said, angels gazed upon him. Remember, angels, before Jesus became a baby, had never seen the glory of God. They never seen yeah. God. They always yeah. bowed, and then they kept bowing. Some they put their head up, they saw glory. They never saw what God looked like. Ain't it amazing? The first time angels saw God, ever, the first time they ever saw God was when Jesus was born. That's why you saw angels like, wow. So the Bible says right here, that angels gaze upon him as a man. Mm. God, you know, he put his glory aside and came down as a man, right? So that's the word of God revealed as a human being. It says, and the glorious message of his kingly rulership is being preached to the nations. He, you know, you know, I said this, you know, to Dia, and she was like, wow. You know, think about it this way. Think about the God that spoke to Abraham, that spoke to Abraham, that spoke to Moses, that all oh, these bindings, I said, Moses, stretch forth your hand. That God in his all his glory, the same God that bellowed and there was fire everywhere, that turned you know the entire you know um um, um Sodom and Gomorrah into you know fire that burned them down, that you know destroyed the world with water before that you know kind of got everything I knew became flesh. Think about that glory, think about that amazingness, right? Think about how awesome that was, right? So that's what we're preaching. Your what you're preaching is that a dead message, you're preaching glory. You're preaching a message that has the power to change lives. Ain't that amazing, right? So you're saying Timothy, and he's trying to tell you guys, this is what you're commissioned to. Think about when you're going to, you know, I think if you see where the police are swearing and they knew the recruits or whatever, they read to them this, like this, you know, this chatter, this, this, this is your new life. So he's telling the guy, this is who you have. This is what you have. He says, what you're preaching, this you're preaching the light of God. You're preaching glory to nations. When someone says, I have sickness in my body, so when you preach that stuff to them, you're preaching God to them. The word of God is not to be taken lightly. Oh. Timothy understood that. The man was a concern of the gospel. He held the gospel dearly with his life. So every man that's listening right now, how much you cherish God? Because the only one I'm telling you right now, like I yesterday talked about it in chapter 6, if you chase after money, the love of money, not money, the love of money, the incessant love of money, the blind pursuit of money, leads to destruction. It was important that you make sure you understood that the only thing that gives you life everlasting in this one and the world to come, it's said it very clearly in chapter 4, is the word of God. It's God in your spirit. So for me, that was kind of got me about Timothy. The man knew what he had. You know, I always say, do you know what you have? Do you know what you have? 
it is so important that you understand what you have. Because if you do, you're going to step in with a different kind of swagger. Let me remind you what happened with David and Goliath. Now, everybody there that were in there in the camp of, these guys had heard the gospel. And Saul was anointed with the Spirit of God. They were quaking in their boots. But David knew what he had. David came and I said, David heard this and I said, what? David said, who is this uncircumcised on, on, on Philistine? He had the, <laughs> the righteous anger. Like the guy uh, knew what he had. He understood that man, the power that I have inside of me will level you. He, by the Bible clear, the, 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 wrote that. He didn't have a sword. He said, I'm going to cut off your head. Mm. But he understood that the backing that he had. Because a lot of Christians, you don't know what you got. You, you absolutely have no idea. Some Christians are more afraid of the devil than God. So mm. I thought the devil, they mentioned the devil. In fact, they said, don't mention his name. Fear comes in. You know, they turn the light off. You're afraid. You're walking out at night. At night you're afraid. I'm like, man, if you could see the innumerable angels that got in some of these cities. Some of us, when we're walking, you should see the amount of, you know, escort we have in the spirit. Like I said, if you understand what you have as a Christian, mm. some Christians don't understand. You know, so for me, it was important that, you, you know, for when I read that, it was just so inspiring. Like the boy, the boy, the man, Timothy, the preacher, Timothy, knew what he had. That's why I was able to inspire lives. That's why the man was able to make changes. He man became an ordainer of ministers, of deacons. Mm. The one that was laying hands on them. So he had this mm. man to know you are the one kind Christ. He began to reproduce himself. Every tree in the forest, he began to reproduce himself. The word of God grew in his hands. You've been commissioned with the word of God, but you just make it like of non-effect. So for me, it was important that Timothy knew his calling. He knew that, man, I am important in this day. I'm important. He did his part. He stood the stand. He was kept his gaze on Jesus. He kept his gaze on the prize. And he ran with faith and meekness and joy. And he was able to win his race. Over to you, brother. Man, mm. uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's coming here, 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 here. But I'll try to put them all, all together. You know, I'll start with, um, you know, I just ask people why. Why do you do what you do? Why are you where you are at this moment? Why are you a minister of God? Why are you an accountant? Why are you an engineer? You know, if you can answer the reason why, it shows it shows that you have focus. It shows that you know what you're doing. Like like it helps you, it helps you place a focus. So why are you a Christian? Why are you called to ministry? Why? Are you called to enjoy? Are you called to to lounge? Or you don't believe in in partaking? In the, in the sufferings and persecution of, of Christ and the apostles, you know? So, so, so this, this, and this brings me back to why we are here, why we come here every Sunday, brother. Why we minister to, to, to people, why we share God's world to, together. We are Christians. We've been called to the ministry of reconciliation of bringing people to the knowledge of Christ. I will keep saying this, I'll keep saying this. It's what we are here to do. It's what we are here for, irrespective of your age. If you can take that as your, as your, as your focus, if you can pick that, you will have a very long way to go. It, you, 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 you know that you're not, you're not going to make a mistake, make a mistake, but the Lord God is there to grant you grace. The grace is always available. 
and we can get his grace if we keep if we keep abiding if we keep abiding if we keep fellowshipping if we keep worshiping if we remain steadfast in true worship i want to encourage everybody here that it's it's not by age it's not by age and don't let anybody look down on you because you're young or because you're seemingly young don't paul told timothy in, in chapter in chapter in chapter 4 verse um and for it chapter 4 verse um, verse verse 12 said so let no one despise your youth or be an example to the believers in the world believers in the world in conduct in love in spirit in faith and in purity look at this look at this look at this look at this in conduct in love in spirit in faith and in purity do you know that if 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 we as Christians can can take all this, if our conduct is is right, if our conduct is fashioned in the way of Christ, if we actually love God and love men, if we walk in spirits, if we have our faith in Christ, and if and if we are pure, we know that we are walking according to the mind of Christ. It means that we are going to make impact, to be impactful. Don't allow anybody to deceive you. Like um, like like um, I I went to church today. I was hearing something that wasn't meant to be. You know, you know, it it, it was it, it sounded like a man. It, it was like, like like a brass to me. I said, "What are you saying this?" You know, no, it, I wasn't rebellious, but I knew the truth. Immediately, immediately the person the person spoke. My spirit was against it. I said, "Sir, with due respect." This thing I said, I will not take it. I will not take it because it's not what the word says. It's not what the word of God says. And that was how Timothy was. Imagine Timothy having elders under him, having ministers under him, having deacons under him, and he was doing well. He did it because he loved God, because because uh, because he loved men, because he walked in his spirit, because he was faithful, because he had good conduct, because because he was pure. What stops we as Christians from functioning in the place we are called to serve? It may not be it may not be pulpits, pulpit, pulpit ministers, but wherever you are, wherever you are, that is your marketplace. Your office is your marketplace. To reach out to people, to reach out to men, to reach out to women, to bring people into the, into the knowledge of Christ. And the best part is that you have the grace of God with you. You have the Spirit directing you. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Don't say, don't bring your Bible. When someone's coming, you, you close. You see, you, you, you change. That is that and that is hypocrisy. Is why I see young men doing. I don't know. I don't know that they do it in in the US, but brother, they do it in, in in Nigeria here a lot. You know, people are ashamed of carrying their Bibles. People are ashamed of 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 of, of spreading the gospel. Why? See, being a Christian is dope. Being a being a Christian, being a Christian is the highest. See. Is the highest calling you can you can have in this in this life. Uh, Being a Christian is the highest you can have. Live president or live whatever. Because after those things will end your nerve. 
It will end when you die. There is now your Christian race is now your is now your 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 belief. What what you believe is what that will count for you when you go back when when you go back to the Father. So how are you living your life? How are you portraying your life? What do you do when people are not looking? What do you do when you are when you are when you are alone in the closet? What do you do? What kind of impact do you have from people close to you? What would they say about you? What would can they can they write a a page detecting how good you were, the things you did, this you able you able to achieve? You know, are you an intercessor? Timothy joined the likes of um, likes of Abraham, joined the likes of Moses, joined the likes of Joshua, interceding for the people, interceding for the people. He was not rebellious. He was not rebellious. He kept to the dictates of, of the gospel. He was steadfast. He was Timothy was steadfast. You know, it's 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 it marvels me how how such a man, how such a young man at his age was able was able to control, you know, have people under him. And and I I can imagine they did I'm sure they, they will not even write anything against him. You know, Paul from 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 his prison was able was able to write was able to write a letter letter to Timothy, commending him, encouraging him. Can our ministers encourage us? Can they can they say ah my good my good and the, and the, and 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 the faithful son in the ministry you have done well continue. Or would they rebuke us? We go, we go look at us and and just and just frown. Say, ah, this boy, you're not doing it well. You know, see, 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 after all these things, after your daily hustle, going out to go to go and chase the money. If you are not chasing Christ, you are chasing nothing. If you're not chasing after God, see, God depends on us to depend on Him. God depends on us to depend on Him. Then, when you realize your um, 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 God depends on you, on you to depend on Him, then you now focus and depend on Him for everything. Don't allow anybody, don't allow anybody tell you, tell you what is not it. Focus on the word which you have heard. You know, you know, you know. Um, um, it um, said that, um, um, in, in in the book of John, that, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. See, and this world, when the world becomes flesh to you, when you understand the world, when your spirit receives the world, then it becomes flesh to you. Then you understand. Then your faith is increased. Then the workings of Christ will be made manifest in you. So go back to the world. Whenever you are confused, whenever you are troubled, whenever somebody is saying something that's that that another man you feel does not does does not go well with the spirit. Go back to the word. Let the word be your guide. Let the word direct you. Let the word lead you. The word is a lamp onto my feet and light onto my path. Is what the word says. See, the word will help you. For you to fight against doubt, you need the word. See, the world, the whole world, will come against you. Will come at you with the things of the world, and your only and your only backing is the word of God. Understand that your only backing is the word of God. You can't do without the word of God. You can't. Our grace, the grace is sufficient for you, but you need the word. You need to fill yourself with the word. You need to envelop yourself with the word. You need to stay steadfast in the word. 
Look at, look at, look at the way, look at the way Timothy was described. Look at the way he was, he was, he was described. Faithful. Faithful. Filled with grace. A laborer is worthy of his wages. That was what he said in chapter, in chapter 5, in chapter 5, verse 15. Was, was, a, was a quoting, quoting Christ. A laborer is worthy of his wages. At the end, at the end, see, there's nothing like you cannot you cannot substitute seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and I think other everything shall be added unto you. You cannot substitute that for any other thing. That seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness. Don't allow anybody to deceive you. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever will remain the same. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That money you are chasing, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That promotion that the um, 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 facing, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be done to you. So if you love God, if you love men, you should go ahead to bring people closer to God. Let's see. Pray, let his kingdom come. Let his will be done on earth. Let his king, I pray, pray every day. Let, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. Let your will be done in the political sector in Nigeria. Let your will be done in these institutions. Let your will be done in the, in the health sector. Let your will be done in the educational sector. Let your will be done in the banking sector. It's my prayer daily. Don't let your will be done. Let your kingdom come to the hearts of men. Let people know you. Let people know you. And every opportunity I have, I just whisper, do you know that God loves you? You know? Do you know what God loves you? What do you know about God? What do you know about Christ? I, I try to encourage people. I try to encourage people. There was a, 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 something happened last week, and then and then it just the, the love was just there. I was with this. I, I was um, an Uber, um, Uber, Uber, Uber ride. Something happened to him. Then normally other people would have left the back and they probably gone their way. I was with this man to the very end. Afterwards, he gave his life to Christ. I did not say, before it happened to you, I did not say a, a month of God loves you. But the, I was showing, I, I felt the love radiate. Do you understand? He could, he could, he could, he could feel it. He asked me, bros, what do you do? What do you do? I said, I don't know why this. Are you, you're busy and you're here with me for two hours, making sure I got out of the problem I was in. See, you know, I'm not someone that um, and that um, we boast, but this is a testimony to help everybody. Wherever you are, is your mission field. Wherever you find yourself, is your marketplace. How zealous are you in the things of God, in following God, in doing, in carrying out His own instructions? Don't be swayed by the things of the world. Don't be swayed by money. Money should not be should not be what to. It should not be your motivating factor. You should not do things for money. The people may be, the other people may be, the other Christians may be it, but you are different. You are not, you are not, you are not the same. You know Christ better. You know Christ better. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself too. You know, you know, you said them when you're pointing your finger to someone, the meaning for is pointing back at you. I'm talking to myself too. I'm talking to myself too. Money should not motivate me. Money should not be the reason why should not be the reason why I'm following God. No, money should not be the reason why I go to church or probably seek seek do I do it because I love God. 
And because this love translates into the lives of men, I love men too. And I want them to come to the knowledge of Christ. And it's what I desire. That all men be saved. All men be saved. I pray, I pray for our leaders. I pray for our president that God will touch their hearts. God will help them. God will make them see him for who he is. Make them understand him and receive him. It's my job to be an intercessor, to intercede for them on their behalf, to intercede for Christians. That is what we are meant to do on earth. This is afterwards, all that other thing comes after that. Believe me, every other thing comes after that. I can't say it. I can't say it too much. Every other thing comes after that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. It can never get still. It can never get old. It's relevant to relevant yesterday. It's relevant today. Whatever will be relevant. Put God first. Put His things first. Let 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 His work. Let His work gladden your heart. You are you are being persecuted for His name. Let it gladden your heart. The Bible says that um, count it all joy when you face what trials. You know, at, after everything, after everything you lack nothing you lack anything so now when you're facing trials when you're when you're when you're uh, when you're broke you say, ah, thank god i'm broke oh, i'm broke big big dancing when they're persecuting you say thank god they're persecuting me but at the end of it you know you will not lack anything it's what the world says the word of god is true it can it doesn't change it doesn't change it's a and amen it never changes Count it all joy. Count it all joy. So, so, so I don't have, I'm sick. I should be joyful. I don't have, I should be joyful. I didn't get my promotion. I should be joyful. I lost a client. I should be joyful. It's what the word says. Praise the Lord. I'm just, so like, keep going, right? Oh, that's amazing. It's a lot of um, beautiful things. I mean, Timothy is definitely loaded, um, you know, it's something about reading gospel, it just refreshes you, reminds you, and then, you know, it keeps you on that straight and narrow, and also, you kind of like see yourself, and you can tell yourself, this is what I have right now, this is what I don't have, this is what I need to add to my spiritual game. Uh, something you mentioned, I'm going to touch on very, very quickly, is being an example, you know, a lot of time people are trying to like, you know, mini star, like, you know, hammering into people's head, but you're called to be an example. And I'm going to show you very quickly, you know, where is that? But what I want to read before that, I want to read the second part of 1 Timothy 4 verse 12, and I'm going to read to the end. So it says, um, speak the truth and live a life of purity and authentic love and remain strong in the faith. A lot of times, you know, people don't tell the truth anymore. Remember, again, we're sitting in the era of fake news media, people sharing lies and most people know the truth, they're afraid to speak their truth. So Timothy was charged to speak the truth, to live a life of purity and authentic love. I remember when he said in chapter one, Paul was telling him that it was a grace. So it is a grace of God that gives you the ability to live that life. And then he said, until I come, be diligent and devour the word of God, be faithful in prayer and in teaching the believers. This is your call as a man. As a Christian, as a believer, anyone, I mean, man, woman, you know, whoever you are, this is your call. You know, so again, the reason why we share this is so you know this is what you're called to do. You know, one thing I keep saying is, you know, when you become a Christian, do you know what you received? 
do you know what you signed up for? And a lot of people, you become a Christian because of salvation, save you from sin, you know, heal you or whatever. Whatever it is, that's amazing. Welcome. So don't stay there. That's not the end. The end of Christianity is not that Jesus died and saved you. You know, he died and saved you and got you into a life. So do you know the kind of life you're supposed to be living now, right? And then he said, say, don't minimize the powerful gift of praise in your life. Verse 14. He said, for it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands. I want to read that from the Amplified. First Peter 4, verse 14 from the Amplified. Very powerful. He said, do not neglect the gifts which is in you. That special inward endowment. Every Christian mm -hmm. has the gifts in them. Some Christians have never used the gifts. Never. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Remember how I said, don't use your weapons as Christians. Don't be a defensive Christian. Be offensive. You know, the NBA playoffs are on, you know, and if you watch sports, you know, you could see the better players. You see how they attack the baskets. Offensive. You don't know what to do with it. The only way you can start them is by fouling them, and they're probably going to still score when, you, when they go to the free throw line, right? So be offensive. Don't wait till the devil comes and steals somebody. The Bible says, listen, the Bible says in the book of Acts that, the, that you know, the, the church were just chilling and I don't know what they were doing. And the Bible said they took James and they killed James, the preacher. The pastor was killed. And everybody woke up from their slumber and said, oh my God, now we got to pray because now they went ahead and took Peter. Um, took Peter. <laughs> the, 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 the leaders, the, the guys who were against the faith were emboldened. Don't give the devil courage to come and get more stuff from you. Maybe you lost something. Maybe you have the pain. Don't sit there and be crying, oh God, help me. Nah, become offensive. Become an offensive Christian. So look at what he said. He said, don't neglect the gift which is in you. That's special inward endowments which was directly imparted to you by the Holy Spirit, by a prophetic utterance when the latest elders laid hands on you at your ordination. It says, practice and cultivate and meditate these things or these duties. It says, show yourself holding into them as your ministry so that your progress may be evident to all. This is what Jesus was saying. When you maintain on God's word, when you, when you walk the word of God, when you do the word of God, not just when you read or when you say or when you believe, but when you do the word of God, your progress will be evident to all. People shall see and say, man, you're different. People shall see and say, man, something about you that is glorious. That is what God, God himself told that to Joshua. He said that your progress may appear before all. He said this world shall make you prosperous and give you good success. He says, 16, he said, look well to yourself, to your own personality and to your teaching. He said, persevere and listen and hold on to them. Because a lot of people, they minister and they preach and they don't practice what they preach. So mm. it's important that you use the word of God as a mirror. So you mm -hmm. see the word of God, you say, you know what? This is not, the word of God doesn't have this or have that. So you are just, the Holy Spirit will give you that conviction all the time and help you. That's one. Number two um, is uh, chapter six, First Timothy chapter six. And I'm going to read verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the internal light to which you are summoned. And for which you confess a good confession of faith before many witnesses. Fight a good fight of faith. The life of Christians you have is a fight of faith. Yes. Don't be a Christian that you're just oblivious of what is going on. <laughs> we're in an army. You know, one of my sisters, Diana, she had posted many months ago. She said, we're in a war. There's no, there's no neutral camp. There's no, you know what? I'm not here to fight. I'm a, you know, people say I'm a gospel of love. Or, I don't know how to sell that stuff, right? They listen, the Bible said there's a kingdom of darkness that is warring against the kingdom of light. You got to pick a side. 
you're either like your father, the devil, that like Jesus said, right? Or you're the child of light. Because the Bible says that God is the father of light. He said, be ye children of light. He said, walk in light like your father. So you can't be neutral. You're not on the fence on this one. Choose a side. And I said, choose your side quickly. So those of us, so we can don't, so you don't confuse anybody. But of course, by the fruit you shall know them. When you start speaking, we can discern which side you want. Unfortunately, some Christians have forgot. That's why he said, don't forget. He said it three times. He said, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Don't be a Christian and you're forgetful of who you are. <laughs> Let me mm. tell you something amazing in the Bible. You probably, you know, you probably never seen this before. I'll show you. I'll, I'll kind of get you all, you know, seeing things in a different kind of light. Jesus, right? This is the Son of God, the Son of God himself. This is the Word of God made flesh. <laughs> you know, after the time when the Holy Spirit said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I well please, right? He received the Holy Spirit, right? And he was dreaming, right? So he ran to the wilderness to be ministered, to learn. You know, so, so Jesus, don't forget, the Bible did tell us that before he was, you know, before he received that impartation, was studying the Word of God, was going to the temple. Well, so this man was already studying. So he already knew, he already understood some things, but going to the wilderness was for me to start walking in that reality. It's one thing for you to read the word of God, but one thing for you to practice your spirituality. I said it yesterday. Practice your life as a Christian. You know, the word of God says you cannot be sick. When sickness comes to you, practice saying, I am not sick. Yes. Practice it. You got to practice, but I'm going, I'm going somewhere anyways. I'm not getting sidetracked. So Jesus, the Bible says, right? Was tempted. Let's go. Let's go. It's amazing. Very. I'm gonna do it very quickly. But I want you to, you know, go back and read for yourself. Luke chapter four. So the Bible says that as soon as Jesus had finished the fasting, forties and forty nights, guess who showed up? The devil. Mm-hmm. Guess what the devil came to test? Devil came to test the word that was given. The Bible oh. does clearly say that the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit came and then the word, the word came from the clouds and said, "This is my beloved son." So everybody, and the Bible says everybody heard it. So the devil did not say, I know we all heard. No, this is what the devil said. The devil said to Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, the very word that was given, the devil was challenging the authenticity of Jesus understanding who he was. So as a Christian, he's going to be tested all the time. The devil is going to be testing your validity. Do you know that you're the son of God? The Bible said the Holy Spirit is out of us. Jesus can all trans and believe that we are the sons of God. So the devil came immediately to try to steal the world. He tried to steal it. How many times have people been prophesied to? And as soon as they left it, the devil came and stole it from them because they did not believe it. They, they did not walk in the light of it. Right? So Jesus, you got to understand, it was so important that he did that. Now look at what happened when, when Jesus had finished. The Bible said that he went into the synagogue. Right? And then he, was being, he, was being, he began to minister to them about the gospel of peace. The gospel of restoration. You know, so, so Jesus began to walk in the world that was spoken about him. So that's the same thing that Paul was telling to him when he said, don't neglect that prophecy. And he also made him to understand that the walk of faith that we have is a fight. He said, fight for the fight of faith. I want to show you the same thing in the book of Jude. Jude chapter, you know, Jude is only one chapter, chapter one. So I'm reading verse three. So Jude verse three. It says, beloved, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. He said, beloved, my whole concern was to write you in the regard of our common salvation. But I found it necessary and I was impelled to write and to urgently appeal to and exhort you to contend for the faith, which was once and all handed down to the saints, the faith which is a sum of all Christian belief that was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. 
So he said, contend for the faith. Don't throw the faith away. The, Jesus, the Bible says that when Jesus comes back on earth, he still finds faith among men. Because the Bible says that three things shall abide. Faith, love, and hope. Yeah. You so still have faith. That's why he said, contend for the faith is a fight. Fight of faith is a good fight. The Bible says it's a good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So there's more, there's more, you know. So if you look at them, um, you know, look at what happened, you know, concerning looking at what happened, you know. So uh, I'm reading First Timothy chapter chapter six. And I'm reading from the TPT. The clarity has over there. Verse 11, it says, Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, verse 11, it says, Timothy, you are God's man. It says, so run from all these errors. That's error of chasing money, chasing clouds, you know, chasing all this fame that is not going to last. The same one that when you turn your back, they're going to try to cancel you. The cancel culture is in full force. It says, instead, chase after true holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Like you just mentioned, do you know there's a prize? I mean, the Bible says, do you know that everyone that runs a race runs to win a prize? He says, run. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Say, lay your hands upon eternal life. For this is your calling. Celebrating in faith before the most. I'm going to read this for you from, the, the, from NKJV. NKJV is simple and just, you're going to get it very, very clean, you know. Verse 12. He says, so fight the good fight of faith. Say, lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed a good confession the presence of many witnesses. It says, I hold you in the sight of God who gives life to all things before Christ, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Keep reading down. I was telling you about, you know, how God himself also laid hold on this. So Jesus has done his part. We are, the gospel is committed to our generation now. Paul has done his part. You know, the early Christians, you know, they've done their part. You know, the, the, um, the you know, um, Kenneth Higgins, you know, the Captain Coolmans, they've done their parts. The Oral Robbers, they've done their parts, right? The Billy Grahams have done their parts. Mention all these amazing people, right? They've done their part. John Ginley, they've all done their part. It is now in your hands. Is the gospel going to grow in your hands or is it going to run or run dry in your hands? The Bible says that angels, actually, you know, saints, Hebrews chapter 12, they're actually looking on the earth. They're actually looking like a mighty country and looking and see what is going on. The Bible says that you are a living epistle. So mm. I mean, the epistles you're reading right now, the Timothys and the Romans and the Corinthians, you're a continuation. The Bible says that very clearly in, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. So you are living epistles. So your life is meaningful to God. But more mm. importantly, right, more importantly, I want to tell you about the mannequin experience. If anyone has ever been to a showroom or you walk past, you know, the mall or whatever, you know, the window shoppers, and you look on the window, you see the mannequin. The mannequin is always dressed beautifully with the best of what the store has. Your, yeah. your fashion designer, you know what I'm talking about, she's joking. Yeah. The showroom, where you're looking outside, you haven't even gotten inside, you're looking outside, there's, there's a mannequin that is dressed beautifully, like he has the best hat, the best shoes, the best, you're like, wow, that's great. You know, like, you look at the hat, like, you know, I got to go check it out. God is making you Christians mannequins. Oh, yeah, you are the mannequin for God. God wants to show off your life before men and women so they shall see and say, I'm running inside there. I'm running mm. in to become to have what you have. 
Yeah. God wants to show me. That's why he said in the book of, you know, first Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, he said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. He said he wants you to display the virtues of the Father. The TPD hmm. said he wants you to show God colors. So God wants to display you. God wants to show up in your life. He wants to show off. Can God look at you and say, you know what? Look at how he was busting with Job. He said, he told the devil, are you see my son Job who is upright and blameless? God was busting with Job's life. Can God, can God bust with your life? God wants you to be a mannequin. God wants you to be a show person, a show piece. He said, I've loved you to an everlasting love. He said, you're the apple of my eye. God wants to show people what it feels like to have true peace. When they see your life, God wants to show people what it feels like to be a true child of the light. God, that's why he said, you're the light of the world. He said, go and shine. You're the son of the earth. Don't be the same person to cross issues. Don't be the person when you come in, disaster, chaos. Don't be the person when you come in, people are like just all over the place. Be a symbol of peace. When you come in, say, come in the name of Jesus. Come in peace. Come with joy. Bring gladness. When people see, they see hope. Because you are a mannequin. You are a masterpiece. He wants to live his life through you. So you know when you say you're praying, he said you want you want to pray in the will of God. And I have good news and I have bad news, my brother. The bad news is God can't do anything about that. But the good news is that he can do it through you. You are his outstretched arm. The Bible says you're his battle axe. You're his battle axe. He says you are the light of the world. It says, I rise and shine for the glory is risen upon you. So you, Christ inside of you. Is the reason why his will is going to be done on earth because you're going to be the one executing justice on earth. Imagine if the president is a Christian speaking in tongues, doing the justice, praying as you're praying. What would happen if the justice, who's, who is the one that is executing or, or making these this, this bad decisions, is filled with the Holy Ghost? But do you forget what happened when Philip, the Bible says, ran up and ministered the gospel to the eunuch? The eunuch became changed, received the word of God. Do you know what that eunuch is going to do with the word of God in Utopia? What is stopping you from taking the gospel to those places where you're crying? Oh my God, what is so much darkness? That's why I say you are the light of the world. Don't be around in this darkness. Don't. That's why you do this man. Be an intercessor. Pray for all men. Pray for leaders. You got to be a different person around you. Don't just be the one that you're just looking up to God every day. Your eyes are up. God is not up anymore. God is inside of you. Tell you <laughs> God, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's inside of you. He has brought his head yeah. instead of you. The word of God that was made for Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you like that. John 14 said, I'm not, not going to leave you an orphan. A key word there is orphanos. I'm not going to leave you deserted like a person without a father. He said, I'm going to leave you with another one like me. I lost my clothes. The Holy Spirit. He said, he shall teach you all things. He shall bring you to remembrance of all things. He shall be your counselor. He shall be your intercessor. He shall be your peace. He shall be your standby. He shall be your advocate. Look at all those amazing things. So don't be a Christian and you're looking around like, I, I don't have any help. Don't, listen. He said there shall be an evidence. That's what he told Timothy in, in chapter 4. He said there shall be an evidence. When people will see you, he said that you shall become evidence that you're doing God's word. He said meditate on this. He said meditate holy to these things. That's what God told Joshua. He said meditate on it. That's why you could see in Psalm chapter 1. He said you shall be like a tree planted in the rivers of water. Jeremiah chapter 17 from verse 6, he said, you shall not see giants when he comes. Psalm chapter 91, he said, a thousand are falling, but you are standing, boom, you're standing like an miracle, like a, my, my whole garden, like, like a cedar of Lebanon, unmoved, Mount Zion. So do you know who you are? Because I told you Jesus was tempted by the devil, the very words that God said, everybody heard when God said it. 
How many times has God told you on the head another tail? How many times has God said that each time you go back away from there, oh my God, my job is down. I'm broke. I'm sick. Come on. The devil has stolen the world so easily. Don't let the devil steal your pocket. All the time he's stealing your pocket. That's why he said, don't forget. Don't, Timothy, don't forget. Don't neglect the prophecies. Don't forget. Don't forget the prophet, a prophecy of God is well for you in the right now. The rhema of God comes when you read the word and meditate and it becomes a rhema. Alive in your spirit, the word of God in your spirit. So he told, he told this young man, he said, Meditate on God's word, stand true to the word of God because you're my mannequin. The word of God is going to make you a leader so that people shall come to your light. Solomon was so wise, he had so much wisdom that people came to give him wealth. The man was already rich, but they came to give him wealth because the Bible says that kings and queens are coming to the brightness of your rising. So you got to rise, not to your darkness, to your rising. So Timothy never forgot. So with that, I'm not definitely going to pass it to you for closing statements. You know, man, listen to me. 2020 has been some kind of way for most people. Your own case is different. Decide by yourself to walk in wisdom. Don't forget the prophecies. Because things happen some kind of way, the prophecies that are spoken to you for 2020 did not disappear. God doesn't go and vote in a calendar, economic standard. No, you're an ambassador of Christ. Your wages, your payments, your supplies are from heaven, not from the earth. Except you're not a Christian, and we're going to do something about it before we close tonight. But if you're a Christian, go back to your prophecies. Hold it there and keep speaking. All right, so that's you, um, bro, for the closing statement. And we're going to pray, you know, for everyone that is listening. Me, start to them the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to adjourn for next week's Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to read from verse, verse 6 from, from verse 13. I, I hold you in the sight of God who gives life to all things. And before Christ Jesus, who witnessed a good confession, before Pontius Pilate, that you keep these commandments without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing. Then I'll read from verse 17 again. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Ah, O Timothy, God what you God what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle blabbings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. I mean this this is see I, I don't know what no no Paul Paul gives the best conclusions. Paul gives the best, the best, the best, the best, the best closest 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 statement. The last verse that you just quoted. And yeah. it says, let grace empower you. Let grace empower you. Let grace propel you. Let grace, let grace take you to the next level. Grace. Let grace see you. Let grace equip you. Equipping oh, of the saints. Let grace equip you. What men need in this day and time is grace. It's an act of grace. It says, ask that your joy might be full. Grace. 
if you're powered by grace, if you're, if, if you're propelled by grace, can you imagine what kind of life you live? Mm. God is in the habit of doing good. I want to read very quickly Isaiah chapter 61 from verse 3, Amplified Classic. It says, mm. to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion. Mm. To give them an ornament, a garland or diadem of beauty instead of ashes. Mm. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Mm. The garment, the expressive of praise, instead of a heavy burden and filling spirits, that they may mm -hmm. be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, mm -hmm. strong, and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and mm. rest of God. Say the planting of the Lord that He may be glorified. Ah. I mean, I could read to the end, but I mean, is this is who you are? These are your prophecies. Mm. In case you're looking for prophecies, right? These are the ones <laughs> you speak to yourself every day. He said, "I have beautiful ashes." Beautiful ashes. Old. Oil of joy instead of mourning. Someone yes. says things are going bad. You say, that's not my story. Let me tell you my, my story. story. I said, I have beautiful ashes. This is the banner of me is love. Mm. This thing has taken me to a large place. Mm. This is I am the head and not the tail. Mm. He said, I'm a success every day. This mm. is your prophecy. He said, this is, they say, he said, you know the guy said, use your gifts as a weapon. Weapon mm. Your gifts. Don't let the devil come and get God. The devil doesn't stop there. He gets everything. He comes for everything. Yeah. Your gifts. Aye. Let's lead them in prayer. You know. Um. You know. If you're hearing us, you know, ministering, speaking, and you know, you don't, you don't understand what we're talking about, or this, this, this gospel is foreign, or is new to you, or you haven't given your life to Christ, or you haven't received salvation. Guess the good news. We designed and we came out here just for you. Or you're a Christian, you feel like, you know, I need to really get my life to God. And I just feel like I've been acting contrary to the life that I have. This word is for you. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6, it says, Sin shall have no dominion over you. No dominion. Sin has been defeated. The devil has been defeated and he knows it. I want you to say this prayer after me because the Bible says that there is no other name by which men can be saved. No mm. other name. There's no other name. Not a far or Allah or Buddha, nobody without nobody. apologetics, right? There's no other name. He said, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall pray that Jesus is Christ the Lord. He said, Except a man be born again, you cannot see the kingdom. Listen to me. There's a termination point for every life on earth. Mm -hmm. This one day you shall account for your life. What shall you do about your sins? Your righteous works, your good work, your so called good works can help you then. He said, there's only one way by which you can be saved, through the name of Jesus. And that's the name by which we preach today. Not our name, but the name of Jesus. The one that died, the same one that was yesterday, today, and forevermore. The true beginning son of the Father. That's the one that lives inside of us. Praise me after me, because this is love calling you. Say, dear Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that God sent you down here on earth for my sins and you died for my sins. And you died for my sins and you were raised for my justification. I confess your lordship over my life. I receive eternal life into my spirit. Thank you, Father, for I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Amen. If you pray this prayer after, you know, just, you know, if you pray this, if you pray this prayer after me, um, just, you know, lift your hands up to wherever you are. Just be, you know, thank God for you are now a member of the household of God. The Bible says that all things have passed away and all things have become new. So you walk in years of life. So be conscious, be aware that the devil has nothing on you right now. 
the Lamb of God is now walking inside of you. So I'm going to pray that the Spirit of God, you know, ministers continually, you know, you feel, feel the Spirit of God right now. That you are mm -hmm. able to run this run with, with pride, with joy, with mm -hmm. perseverance, with commitment like, you know, Timothy. You're laying a hold of eternal life. Mm -hmm. That the devil shall not lead you astray. That you mm -hmm. shall not fall short on those in the last day. You shall not be found wanting. Father, we bless mm -hmm. you for these ones. We give you glory. We thank you, Father. But your heartache is gone. Sickness is broken. Devastation mm -hmm. is broken. There is no mm -hmm. failure for these ones. No brokenness, no mm -hmm. poverty for these ones. In the name of Jesus, I minister the love into their hearts, Father, that they can go back and start reproducing. The word of God is compelling them, that they are hungering for the word of God. Like dear pants after water, they are chasing after you every day of their lives. Mm -hmm. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. This is awesome. It's you know, this is this is the best, this is the best in ever. When a man looks at himself and say, No, I'm not capable. I need a higher life. Yes. He says, I can't do this by myself. Mm. He said, Of myself, I can't do nothing. I need you, God. Mm. You see, that's when that's actually you see that in the book of Matthew chapter five from verse two. It says, When you tell God I need you, he says that's when you activating the miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that he resists the pride. The proud wants to resist, but he gives grace to the humble. So he come and tell God, I need you. That's what David, David said, you are my hiding place. We say when the enemies come to eat my flesh, it says, he said, no. Messi says, I can't let you go. He said, even if I lay my bed in hell, he said, you are there. Hallelujah. He said, nothing can separate you from my Lord. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's that compelling. It's like nothing. Like, I mean, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not COVID nineteen. Mm. Not economic downfall. Mm. Not sickness or so. Not even debt. Not even mm. you from the love of God. Can you imagine that? He said. He said. I mean, think about the Hebrews chapter four. Verse. So we said the word of God is able to divide even to the asunder of your soul, to the very soul, the very core of your soul. The word of God can get you there. He knows you better than you know yourself. He's a man of your life. And guess what? He loves you dearly. Lord, you say, I love you to an everlasting love. Mm. That's amazing. That's amazing. What is great? What is great? What is great? Definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. We are so excited. You know, it's always an honor for me to come out in front of you and share God's love. <laughs> You know, use the comments, you know, tell us if you're watching now or watching later, tell us what God is telling you, you want to share, want to talk and, you know, share this message and, um, you know, this is, this is what you want to share to them, share to your brothers, your nephews, your uncles, your fathers, your sons, and God's will continue to be a witness in your spirits. And as our tradition, you know, we never let you go before we, you know, without playing your beautiful song. I <laughs> myself, I'm a collector. First of all, I'm a worshiper, I'm a praiser. You know, I love praising God. I love worshiping God. So I always find new songs to share with y'all. I'm always excited. Which are my five? Yes, yes, I'm gonna share this one with y'all. So we started by sharing, you know, and we started by playing I am Israel Strong, can never de be defeated. So I'm gonna play Sinatch now. Sinatch has a new song. Sinatch has a new song. Peace in the Storm. So this Hallelujah. is Peace in the Storm by Sinatch. So with that. We're going to say thank you. God bless you. Keep winning. Go and make yourself a success. It is in your power. Death and life are the power of the tongue. So if you love death, 
go ahead and keep speaking the negative life. If you love life, see, keep speaking God's word. And God bless you till we see you again.